Hey y'all, I'm Tara Royer-Steele, and welcome to the Jesus Pie and Coffee podcast, the place where we have real conversations over pie and coffee. Okay, y'all, today I visit with my friend Patty Scott, and she came all the way from California just to see me. Just kidding, but I'm going to think that and get pie. And we talk about, man, so much goodness, intentional busyness. That was just a showstopper for me. And um, we talk about her book and her YouTube channel, which she gave me so many great ideas. We talk about what her passion is, mamas, um, and how it all started out with marriage counseling or a marriage degree. So y'all just go get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair and join us. Oh my gosh, friend, you came all the way from California I did. just to sit on the couch. Exactly. Just kidding. This is my friend Patty. <laughs> she, she came really for pie. That is exactly right. It's not, it's not the couch or me, it's just the pie. It's true. <laughs> junk berry <laughs> or Texas trash. They're, well, that's good because I did twins. not bring you Texas. I mean, I didn't bring you junk berry, I brought you Texas trash. That's so good. You can get junk berry on Wednesday, maybe. Okay. Okay, so I was about to tell you a story and I decided that. I thought it'd be really fun to share this with everyone because I think it has something to do with letting go perfection, but we were talking about the book. And, um, so like last week was, let's just get all the books out for the launch team. And, um, of course, you know, send them to influencers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just assumed like, well, the books will be here and early enough time if we can just do it ahead of time we'll have plenty of time to get them out like no and um so we got all of the launch teams out and then (laughs) I was on my way to a teen a, a girls retreat and I get a phone call from the last load that we dropped off and they're like um this is for media mail and this is the wrong label, which we didn't realize we had actually kept clicking media mail. There's pie in this box. Oh, nice. So <laughs> you're going to need to fix this or you're going to have a federal offenses. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> so we had to redo everything. And so we're sending those all out today. But I mean. But people got pie. They're no, they going to get pie. <laughs> they haven't gotten it yet. And I was just like, nobody needs to have a federal offense because of pie. Seriously. It's America <sighs> these days. God bless. <laughs> okay, friend. So, um, I mean, you have to tell me. I don't even know where to start. It's been how long has it been since we've seen each other? About a year and a half. Like a year and three months. Something like that. A year and a half. I'm like, you're like really counting a year and three months. Something like that. You're like a kid. Like, I, I get to go back to Texas. That's exactly right. Yes. I keep uh-huh. track of my days. I'm like a person in jail putting marks on the wall. <laughs> when do I go to Texas you're again? In, you're in jail in California? <laughs> Not exactly, but you know. I love California if you're listening. Okay, where in <laughs> If you're not, I prefer Texas. <laughs> I'm in the central part of the state, Bakersfield. Not still. I don't know where any of it's that is. The, what else is around that? It's the same part of the state. There's sanity there. So <laughs> it's like two and a half hours north of L.A., about four hours south of San Francisco. San Francisco is I mean, sweet. I it's could a sweet really place to visit. did leave my heart there. It I is. I need to go get it. it. Have you been there? Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. Let's, I'll meet you there. Okay, let's do it. For real. I need to go get my heart. It's still there. Jesse would come. We, we could all go together. It would be fun. Oh, I love California. Okay. 
anyways, we should podcast in California. Yeah, come on and do Definitely. it. Definitely. Or actually, no, let's not podcast. Let's just hang let's out. Let's just go to California <laughs> and hang out. Exactly. And whoever's listening and wants to go with us, Sorry, let's, let's do a road go. trip. Road trip. Listen, I'm going to get a bus. Pie Love bus road tour. Trip. Yes. Serious. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Rick's probably listening going, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> he knows you're He's serious. like, she's going to make that happen somehow. Exactly. He's like, well, maybe, I mean, God like might have, what if God laid that on our heart? And it wasn't just us trying to make it happen. We could spread the book. Yeah. Spread the love. It'd be awesome. Okay. Bring, bring mini pies. I could, yeah, I can bring mini pies. Little ones and mini. Oh, so okay. So tell me about you. Tell me about um, your family and kind of what life looks like on the daily basis so I have a husband John we've been married 20 like three years I think and we have two boys one's 18 which is psycho and one's 11 and we also have a foster daughter who was with us for a year and she is 21 Mm. and she lives in Vegas doing preschool stuff so um and we've kept up with her so we've lost touch with her at one point and then got that connected so that's been super sweetness Sweet. and so um been through all the years of parenting up to launching a child almost so that's a lot yeah how and are you feeling about an 18 year old I'm real yeah I'm already having anxiety about it yeah don't have anxiety and I know I don't need to have it but gosh it's a lot like there's a lot of things like because each child has their own path and trajectory and teen years are bumpy no matter how you slice them you know even if you have the best situation in the world. So there's been ups and downs and those things have been hard, but, um, I love him. He's awesome person. And it's so cool to watch. It's like when you plant a garden, you watch it bloom and, you know, sometimes some things die off and other things come in, you have to weed and all that, but you get to watch it come, come to fruition. You get to see it mature. And that's been the beauty of motherhood up to this stage is just like watching him become more of who he's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And God has lots of surprises, but it is a journey of your own, transformation motherhood is don't you think like you just go through your own there's so much unearthing and refining work that God does through motherhood that he does not do in any other way I feel like so yeah so and we're like I mean you get to that point you don't think you will it's like you know when you're pregnant and you're in your sixth month and you're just like I could be pregnant forever like you just let heck no (laughs) nope and you're like you just feel good about it you've got those nesting hormones and then all of a sudden it gets to eight months you're like I don't care if they cut my head off I've got to get this baby out of me Uh that's how it feels when they're 18 you're like right like you never thought you'd get here but you're like yeah you actually do need your own place you need to move on. So you let I was going to ask you, like, how, what yeah. stage is it like? It's like, oh, that. please don't leave no. or go yeah. away. No, I mean, a little bit both. And a good it's go both. Away. Like, you know that once it's over, it's going to be like, okay, he doesn't come. Like, that's it. Yeah. And on the other hand, you're ready. Like, you're ready for him to go do what he needs to do to the next stage. So, Where's he yeah. going to go? He's going to go to local college for a couple of years and then move on from there. He's got Is he going to live at home still school. then? Possibly. We're kind of navigating that right now. We're trying to see where that's all going to land. So, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a journey. And then we got our little 11 year old. who's like a, just spark of life in the house. He's funny and totally fun loving. Is he a mama's boy? Uh, no, I don't, they're both, well, I mean, they both love their mom. They totally do. Yeah. We still snuggle and I'll snuggle you as long as you want. Like you want to be 30 and I'll snuggle you. That's probably whatever. But I, (laughs) like, I told them I will hug you every day until forever so don't think you're getting over that at some point you're not so yeah so they're but they're they're very both independent do their thing so yeah and what does your husband do he works for a Ford dealership selling stuff and yeah and he skates and surfs and does all that stuff he 
He's a surfer California guy. dude. He's a surfer dude. Selling I came cars. from the Midwest to meet him. I came for graduate school, met him, and he's a surfer guy. He had never lived east of PCH Pacific Coast Highway. He lived at the beach his whole life. Now we live in the like more inland rural part of the state, but yeah. Okay, so what is your degree in? Um, marriage and family counseling. Oh Lord. Uh huh. <laughs> cool. Maybe, yeah. I need, we need a marriage counselor. I mean, in the best way, we need right, a marriage no, counselor. They're like a car auto mechanic. You need two nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So have you always done that? Always knew you wanted to do that? I did. It's kind of weird. Like when I was like five, I walked in the kitchen, told my mom, I want to write and I want to help people and I want to talk to groups of people. And that's what I do. So it's kind of weird. I mean, you didn't I know you are going to marriage counseling. No, but I knew we had a friend who was a therapist. So I kind of knew I wanted to do what she did. Like a fr- my mom's friend. So I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Like I saw how she talked about what she did or something. And so that kind of like got to me like, yeah. And we, my dad got sick when I was young. So I went to a therapist and I think that impacted me too. Like she was my safe place when a lot of crazy was going on. So I think that just funny what shapes you. But at that time I announced like, that's what I'm going to do. And then I did. But it went all over, you know, of course you've all over the map before you get there. And I'm not there, but I'm kind of there, you know. Okay, yeah, so many questions. So, like, you, do you counsel? Do you, like, have a practice? I don't have a practice. I got my degree. And then in California, you have to have 3,000 hours of, pra- of that sounds... practice before you get your license. How many? 3,000 hours. That's just seems... like forever more. It's, like, uncountable. And then, so I had, like, 2,600-something, and then there's a time limit, and my career took off in a different direction. And so I kind of left all those behind, and now I'm kind of regetting them in my 50s. <laughs> do they go away? or do they, they go away, except for 500 of them you get to keep just for bonus. 500? That <laughs> right? seems That's horrible. Like <laughs> Why can't it have been, like, 2,500? Exactly. So, but it's good. I've done – I mean, I do a lot of mentoring and coaching, so that's kind of, you know – it's like counseling and I get, yeah. So God uses it. Yeah. So what is your favorite? Okay. So you love to sit with people and coach people, but like, who are your favorite people to sit with and coach? Moms. That's my heartbeat. I love moms. Like I know that covers like everybody, but I just love moms. Like I have such a passion for motherhood. I didn't even realize it when I started leaning in that direction. You know how that is like you lean towards something and then it becomes like, oh, I really do love this. And it's because I feel like when moms are whole and healed, and we've all been through something, whether it's in our own families or whatever, that is a wound that needs to be touched, and Jesus wants to touch it. So I feel like when we can sit together or through my writing or whatever, that I can touch that place and you can come along with Jesus there, that's freedom. And when you get that freedom, that spills over into your family. And that's how we heal the world. That's what I think. So what were, um, what was it? Was there a wound for you? Absolutely. Will you oh, share yeah. something? Well, I mean, my dad was really sick. And so we had a scattered childhood and just all over, um, you know, he went to, he went to hospitals, had surgeries. He got on dialysis. There was all kinds of stuff. So it was really weird that way. But also both my parents came out of really difficult childhoods, So they didn't handle their anger very well. So there was a lot of anger in our household, a lot of mismanaged anger. So I grew up with that just and became really perfectionistic and the good girl and then the bad girl. So I went both ways. Like first of a good girl and then later in life, became, when my dad died, we moved, kind of uprooted everything because I was from a small town in Ohio. 
So we moved to St. Louis where everybody knew what kind of jeans to wear and stuff, and I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, you get through all that junior high teasing and stuff, and you do whatever you can to fit in. I did that for a while. So until I, like, my early or, like, late teens, early 20s, I started turning things around. God did. God got back a hold of me. So, and I wasn't raised in a Christian home, but I went to church as a child on my own. Walked down the street to go to church. God took me there, so... Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. My husband has the same story. He came to Christ through this Kool-Aid thing. Like, he drank the Kool-Aid. He drank the Kool-Aid. He drank the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, she called it, like, something Kool-Aid and something, and she had it in her garage. And it was, like, Kool-Aid and the good news or something like that. Oh, my gosh, and that's he, so great. It was so cute. On this, And so she would have these summer camp things that she would just open up her garage and put a table and do crafts, tell the gospel, serving Kool-Aid, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> and the kids came to the Lord. And oh, so, that's so great. Yes. I love and so that. that's how he came to the Lord. And both of us, since we didn't have the support of our family, it was like kind of wobbled along, but, but God didn't. We wobble. He doesn't. Okay. So you, okay. You had this wound. So how did God heal this, the wound though that mm. you had? So right before we were about to get married, um, we, I started, I was in a bunch of stuff. Like I went all over the map. I've done like new age and Buddhism and, all this stuff. So I was, I had the Bible. I'd read the Bible like through and through and through as a teen and stuff. But, um, so I knew what was in there, but you see it through your lens, you know what I mean? So like having a really violent dad, I thought the old Testament, like God was just like my dad. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to see that he's not that, you know, that you, you get to change out your lenses. But anyway, so I, um, I was staring at two books. One of them was the Bible and it was like, which one am I going to read? I said this prayer to God. I just want to know you, and I don't care if I don't like the answer. And because um, I was really at the end of my searching. Right? I mean, you at like, I just at didn't want to search. I was so mm-hmm. sick of searching and getting at dead ends. So I decided to pull the Bible off the shelf, and I just opened up, and it's like, in the beginning, you know, and I was like, and when I read, like, God created the heavens and the earth, it was like, this is true. Just that one sentence. I was like, I know he's a creator. I need to contend with this. And so I just started reading the Bible through. And then we went to um, our friend right after that. My husband's good friend invited us to church. So we went to church, and there was a guy there who was running a small group, and he was really into spiritual formation and stuff. And I started going to his small group, and he took me out to Biola University for um, talks. And that's where I met Dallas Willard and kind of became a groupie, follow him everywhere and, like, learn what he had to say. And then through him... I asked him if he could recommend a mentor, and I met my mentor, and she mothered me back into wholeness pretty much. She just met with me every week for a while, and then we ended up meeting like every other week, and we still meet. We're still in each other's lives. She's been my my Christian mom for like 20-plus years. Hmm. So she's um, just God provided a person. I think he often does. He provides people, not that they're our God, but they he gives them his bridges to himself. So we did a lot, a lot of work. I did a lot of work. You know how it is? You I journal, do. you cry, you read the scripture, you let God touch those places, and he does what he does. You know, he loves us back into wholeness. So, so if someone was listening now, like, how would you encourage them that if just, where would you tell them to go? What would you tell them to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What scripture or, I mean, I think sometimes when you're, so, like, if. Okay, Psalm 103. Okay. Psalm 103. Um, you know, he knows you, and he forgives you and he has a plan for you and he 
um, removes your sin, and he's going to take you from that pit and raise you up with his loving kindness. He's going to crown you with his loving kindness, and he will do it. It's not up to you. You don't have to do it. I mean, you have to participate. Yes. You're not going to lay it. You know, if I want to walk from here to there, I can rely on gravity, but I better use my feet too. You know, like you got to do something. But he will do it, and he's got a plan, and he's not going to leave you where you are. So um, find somebody that feels safe. And step, and you don't have to go fast. God goes at your pace. We all want him to just like, okay, can I get over this now? Like I'm done. I've admitted there's pain. I want it out. And it just doesn't work that way. But the good thing is in the process, you wouldn't want later as you go through it, you wouldn't want to miss the journey that he takes you on to get you there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but it's not going to happen overnight, but he takes you as slow as you want to go. I think that's so great for some of us to hear that. I mean, we just have to be reminded that it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a process. And then we have to trust his process. Exactly. Like if you've ever, I always tell people, like we go, sometimes I take the women I mentor outside to my garden and I'll take a bud, you know, and I'll start to pull it open. I go, I'm going to make this thing bloom and I ruin it. Mm. It's ruined. I can't do it. It's not for me to do that. God, I can plant the seed. I can water it. I can cultivate it, whatever. But I do not get to determine the time of the bloom and it'll be gorgeous if I let him do it. So I need to let him do it. All right. Well, everyone, we're done now. This has been great. I hope you've gotten plenty of nuggets. Because <laughs> I was like, eh, not so good. All of that. <laughs> Just such a wise friend you are. Aww. Okay, so um, you've written books. Yeah. I'm still writing books. I love it. I write a blog, but I, I write books. I've written, um, I first started out. With when we were in the middle of just whoo with my teen son, I wrote Parenting Your Teen Through Chaos and Crisis. And it's shorter, it's eight chapters of principles to raise your teens. So that was just. So what were, what were crises that you were. Oh, girl. I don't want to air his laundry, so it's really fine. careful to talk about it. Yep. But we went through stuff. He's gone through some, a lot of ups and downs. He'll let me, he would have me tell all of it, but I feel like later he might not want that. Yeah. So I'm really careful about it. But he's been through the ringer with yeah. a lot of stuff. And so we've ridden along. I say we tie our wagon to the back of their Mack truck. So that's how parenting him has been sometimes. But he's an amazing person. Shepherding heart, wise, witty, clever, entrepreneur to the end. He's going to find his own way. strong-willed. So we've been through a bunch with just that. But then also, you know, circumstances and choices and stuff. So, yeah. So we've been through a lot. And um, I... And I don't, in the book, go into, like, how to handle your bulimic daughter or how to keep your son from committing suicide or any of that stuff. I really just give you eight principles to go through that season that will empower you and equip you. And then um, then that one, I didn't even start to write as a book. I was going to write as a freebie on my blog. And then it kind of kept growing. And then this guy's like, you ought to publish that as an ebook. And then this other person's like, oh, you ought to put it into print if you're going to do it as an ebook, And then I just happened to cross paths with Anna LeBaron. I don't know if you know who she is, but Mm-mm. she's a rock star. Um, she launches books, but she also wrote a book, um, really important book. And um, anyway, and she's a book launcher. So she's like, oh, I'll give you all the tips you need. Like, that's how God really gives just like in the moment, yes, you know. Much. So we spent time consulting and she helped me launch my book. And then the next one um, came when I was talking about that book to a friend. She's like, well, if you put it on audiobook, I'll read it, but I don't have time. And it was in a week where I'd heard so many moms say they were too busy, mm-hmm. they don't have time, blah, blah, blah. And I got out my car from that conversation with her. We were at a little heart association event. And I got out my car and I grabbed out a, a thing, like a notebook out of my glove box. And I just totally wrote down the outline for Slow Down Mama. 
like just, and I'm not a plotter. Like usually I just write from the cuff and have a sense of where I'm going, but let the Lord lead me. But this, it was like the entire book spilled out on a page. I mean, it grew from there, but it was like, okay, I guess that's what I'm writing next. So I wrote that. And that's really just about my path from being overly busy to being intentionally busy, but not overly busy. Intentionally busy. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, we slow down and we put sure. rest in, but there's, it doesn't mean we're supposed to just, you know, not do things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's what does good, intentionally busy look like to you? Um, I, I have rhythms, so I know I build rest in. I know my, my, there's this verse that he's, I forget, I'm going to knock under the address, but it's, that's okay. He draws our lines in pleasant places. Sure, surely my inheritance is rich. And he's drawn my lines, so if I stay inside those lines, there's mm. pleasant places. Not everything that happens there is pleasant, but it's pleasant because he put them there, and I don't need to go outside of those. So I'm constantly evaluating what are the lines here, Lord, in relationships, in my commitments. Because, I mean, I do women's ministry, write, have a part-time job. You know, I'm like you. Like, how many 15, 30, 60 things do we have going? But how do I do, th- how do, I do those things? C.S. Lewis said it's not about the load. Oftentimes it's not about the load we carry, but how we carry it. And so learning how to carry it. What does it mean? How can I do this? Where do I need to dial back because everything's falling apart right now? Where do I need to pull in because now I've got a little extra energy? Or what can I juggle in this season? And so just knowing yourself and knowing your capacity and then living in it. And I think that's intentional busyness. Yeah, and so I just go through my own story. I talk about the roots of busyness, the unhealthy roots. And then we go into how do you grow out of that? So then from there, I decide to do a devotional that's really good for young moms and it just anybody, but it's, it's a standalone, but it's the same concepts, but it's in devotional. Slow down mom of the devotional. Okay. 31 days to help you slow and savor. So, and there's 31 days and they're not dated. So like if you put you it down, so there's no days. guilt. Mm-hmm. So you could be like, Oh, I'm on whatever, pick it up, read it again. Day three. Okay. Later I'll be on day four and that'll be like a year later. It doesn't matter. Cause I hate when you have a devotional and I hate, but you know, you have a devotional and you're like, Oh shoot, I missed four days. And start beating yourself up. That's not what devotional is for. So I wrote it short and usable. And I'm working on... A new book? Yes. Have you told the world about it? Not yet. Kind of. But um, we just figured out the title on this trip because I had like 16 titles working. <laughs> you know how that is. Like maybe this, maybe that. So it's Simmer Down, Mama. Because I didn't have series. that. I didn't have that. You maybe good Lord willing when the next one is yeah. coming, they'll You'll have, have 16 spot. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's Simmer Down, Mama. <laughs> Moving down. Yeah, moving from anger to gentleness in your motherhood. Gosh, bless America. That's so good. Yeah. And then I'll do a devotional for I that. I want to be on that. I want that. Okay, I'll get you on that. Can you hurry? Yes. I know Just people kidding. say it. And then also, <laughs> the next one after that is going to be Ditch the Guilt Mama and then Fear Not Mama. So those are going to be my four mama books. And then I'll go into others. So I've got a, I'm working on a memoir, motherhood memoir. Um, and this is why you have to create intentional yeah, right. boundaries and margin and exactly. busyness. Because I, and the, I sit, I sit on my back porch and drink coffee. I have people over. I'm not like, I'm not scurrying around. I don't do scurry anymore. So I told Jess, we're not scurrying on this trip either. Because you just, it's like, the Lord didn't scurry. He got plenty done. He did what he saw the Father doing. Hmm. That's how we need to live. So, yeah. Man, so much goodness. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, so... um if someone is listening right now, what would be something that you would share to encourage? I mean, this is such a wide thing for you mm-hmm. to share, to encourage, even like in a hard time. Yeah. 
Or even in, of course, there's good in the hard. That's There is. Yeah. But we feel alone a lot of times yeah. in the hard. Don't be alone. You're not alone. Right. But don't be alone. So if you have people near you that you love, share what you're going through. If you... And you what know, if you don't have someone? Or know, you think right? that you don't have someone? I know, and I've been there. Believe me, I've been there. I think sometimes, and it's the hardest time to risk when you're feeling so vulnerable and hurting. So you at least reach out to the Lord. But a lot of times, you just need that skin-on person. You just do. So, you know, there's Facebook groups. I have people in my motherhood Facebook group that they'll put stuff on there. What is the name of it? So it's called the Encouraging it. Motherhood Community. It's on Facebook, and it's a sweet spot. And we're not super big because I've been careful to grow it slowly, yeah. but it's because I want to keep the sweetness there. Yeah. But we have prayer requests, threads, and we have share threads and stuff. It's good. But find places like that. Find someone at your church. Pray to God. You know, there's been times when I was lonely and I just prayed, God, I need, and I have friends, but sometimes we're also busy. Like we just don't connect. We don't do the heart to heart stuff sometimes. So I'll just, you know, Lord, I need somebody. And he does. I was so at the end of, end of my rope a few weeks ago with motherhood and I was out in my front yard trimming my tree instead of killing somebody. And, um, cause I needed to lop yeah. something and it was going to be a head or a tree. So I decided on the tree. <laughs> so glad you picked that. Cause otherwise you might not be sitting here. Yeah, exactly. So then, um, and this gal that I used to walk with, she's in her seventies and she, she never walks in the afternoon and she was walking in front of my house with her dogs and we sat and talked for an hour. And I was like, it's one of those things where you know exactly that God sent her in front of my house mm-hmm. to be there. So he will provide, ask him, he says that, and he means it, that he'll send you a person to connect with, and don't be alone in it. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, I think that if you've been feeling the nudge even, what if it was like someone at a coffee shop that you saw sitting there all the time, or Mm -hmm. even someone at church that you're like, and she's older, or she's younger, just be like, I just, can we just have coffee and just start there? Yes. Because they're going to be so excited. Sweet. You want to have coffee? You want to spend time with me? Exactly. Because you know, God's already working in their heart to receive it. So, and don't, I think like we just over, we overthink, overthink. We Uh fear. What if I ask and they're going to say no? No. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, go lick that wound and try again. It's okay. But I think on the other end, when we're feeling really strong and we're surrounded and we're supported, we have to remember there's a lot of people that aren't. And we have to kind of step out into that. Like we need to go into church, into coffee shops, into whatever, and look around, see the hurting hearts or whatever. Even at the airport, when I was flying, there was a girl. I was like, she needs some help. She barely spoke my language, so it didn't work. But she was needing some help. (laughs) But I did help her. But still, it's like you need to look for that. Like who's, who's hurting here? When we're okay, when we're filled up, there's someone to pour out on. And it goes both ways, you know, for all of us. And actually, sometimes when you're hurting... Pouring out is great medicine. Too. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I we were at um, Walmart the other day, Bentley and I were, and um, I kept like going passing this lady, and Bentley's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "She's crying yeah. in the trash bag section." <laughs> I was like, "He's like, well, are you gonna go talk to her?" And I was like, "Yeah, so, <laughs> of course, yeah." And she was fine. She just needed a little love, but. Um, like nobody needs to be crying alone in the trash bag section exactly. at Walmart. Exactly. Let's just go love on them. That's right. And you don't have to have like we don't have to oh, solve their I... problem. No, they they probably Most don't, want, don't want, want us that. to solve their problems. Even your best friend doesn't really. No, want No, they're that. like, please be quiet. They just just listen hug. to me, please. Yes. That's it. Don't say anything and don't have the last word. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and our kids goodness. for sure don't want us to solve their problems. They Mm-mm. don't. They got to figure it out, but we got to stand next to them while they do. 
Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Okay, so, um, man, is there anything else that you have coming up that you want to share with anybody? I mean, I think you've told everything. I have a a YouTube channel. I mean. And we have so much. Okay, so my 11-year-old, the one who's, like, full of life, and he he has very few boundaries, so he just does whatever. He's very fun. But he, um, he loves videography, and he loves editing. And so we just started playing around with it for fun. And, and I've had this channel for like 11 months, but I just wasn't really doing much with it. But I had visions for it. So um, actually, I'm going to be interviewing you on it. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> Y'all check that out soon. But, um, but we do, I do interviews with moms called Real Conversations with Real Moms. Down the road, that may become a podcast, but I'm not ready for it yet. So we'll see what the Lord has. It may not ever. I mean, you have four books to write. Exactly. Like, seriously. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, I do my, I read my devotional out loud, um, like in just snippets. And then I do um, five-minute motherhood moments. That's so, so good. Sorry. I'm gonna, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. I think maybe I'll do that with my book. Yes, do. Okay. Like, yeah. And so then I have the um, five minute, I call him mom tip or what do I call him? He told me my son renames everything cause he's trendy. So he's like, no, they should be mom hacks. That's what it is. So five minute mom hacks, but they're like two tips for disciplining calmly every time or how to overcome people pleasing, things like that. And they're just a little five minute, you know, you can and that's it. all we need. Right. Cause we don't want all the extra information. Exactly. So it's just a quick little shot in the arm. So where do they go find that? Um, it's some weird YouTube channel, but if you go to pattyh.scott.com, Scott, Scott, yeah, like the paper towel, then you can get that. Um, you can go to my YouTube link and you'll see it there. So yeah, so I do those. That's it. There's like, that's enough. Don't you think? That's it. Yes. (laughs) I know. What are you doing in Texas? I am visiting friends. Sometimes I've been here on a book tour, but I am my like BFF longest friendship is here. Jessica. She lives in Houston. And so I come out to see her because she hates planes. <laughs> but you're she, okay with that because that I'm gives you so an excuse okay with to it. come to I Texas. I told my husband I have a clandestine affair with Texas and I need to get back to my love. So <laughs> anyway, but um, she, so we're, and I have writer friends, like the more, it's so fun being a writer because you just have, we have such a sweet community online. So I've met up with different writers and I've been here speaking. I've met up with other women. And so we're heading over to Marble Falls to see some of them and then we'll head back to Texas. So I just do the rounds and see peeps. It's fun. That is fun. It's really fun. Okay. So, um, everyone can find you on pattyhscott.com. That's right. And on Instagram, is it the same? Yeah, it's Patty H. Scott on Instagram. Keep so it easy. consistent. Yeah, I know that. Took, <laughs> were you any other different? I was names? everything. Okay. I was Hearts Homeward for the longest, and then that. And I love that name because I was like Hearts Homeward to your home, and then Homeward to Jesus. Jesus. But um, you know, they don't. Let, you can't have your own name as a website and have a really fun, cool blog name. So I just do it that way. But Hearts Homeward is my publishing name, so that's good. But every all my books are under Patty H. Scott on Amazon, and yeah. That's pretty much where you find me everywhere. I I struggled with changing my name on Instagram. And I'm like, why? This is so silly. Because it doesn't feel creative. No. You know? It feels like, well, uh. But <laughs> and then God's like, well, I gave you the name Terry Steel Show. It's a cool name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. If you were going to have a bunch of mamas over for dinner around your yes, table. Yes, ma'am. Let's do for it. For a snack or something, <laughs> what are you going to eat? What are you going to cook them? 
Oh, okay. Well, I love all kinds. I love sheep. Pan. I'm into you sheep. Like pan. Food? I love food. I like Girl, food look too. at me. I love food. <laughs> Whatever. Are you kidding me? Stop it. <laughs> um, no, I love sheet pan stuff. I love using my crock pot uh, because then you don't have to think as much. But I also love like cooking. Like I love. Um, lately I made this like ravioli. I think I gave you a recipe of that tortellini recipe. I don't know what you gave me, it was but I'm so excited. Good. Yeah. It was like tortellini with tomatoes and something and you make, and it's like a cream based recipe is so good. Like I could eat it right now now that I'm talking about it, but yeah. So I like, I'll make, I usually make like a pasta or something easy for a bunch of people if I'm doing a bunch, but yeah. Okay. Tell me pan. about a sheet pan though. No, like we put chicken, asparagus, tomatoes, and like seasoning and cover that up and like just put it in there or just whatever you can do. All, sausage, do you sausage separate and orange. the chicken and like, do you put some foil between the two? No, so you know, I just have it all, all the girls, everything. They're all friends. All the girls hanging They're out. They're all together hanging. <laughs> I just like sometimes just wrap my brain sausage around. Sausage like, mm. and what do I do? Like it's like sausage and um, oranges and it sounds weird. Like oranges and onions and fennel and you just put all that on there and oh my gosh. Oh so, yeah, you just mingle all that stuff. I'll send you some. I sheet need pan that. Recipes. <laughs> <laughs> my Pinterest has a ton of sheet pan recipes because I'm like, because oh, okay. you just put everything on the pan yeah. and then you go do something, you know, and it's wonderful and it tastes kind of gourmet when it's all done because all that. They all get friendly. Because the chicken <laughs> is happy to hang out with the asparagus. Exactly. And they're like, it's okay if our stuff touches. It's fine. They're loving on each other in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that really sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what are you reading right now? Um, I read. It's funny. My friend um, Kiki does um, Sweet Clean Romance. So whenever she releases one, I'm on, a book launch, look, I'm on her constant launch team. So those will be like my... Saturday morning, leave me alone. I'm reading, so I'm reading that stuff. Um, but she and writes under good, like, it is just... it's light, and I I didn't read fiction like that for years and years and years because I was serious and I needed to stick to following Jesus and not having fun. But now that's like so relaxing for me. So yes. she, she writes under Emma St. Clair, and I love her books because they're relationships too. They're not just like yeah, they've got meat to them. But um, and I'm reading the cloudy so much dread. That's a the way, tough, what? the cloud ye so much dread. It's a, it's about a mom whose son gets leukemia, but she just, it's a really testimony. It's a great book. Mm. Um, what else? I've always got stuff from, you know, Andrew or not Andrew Peterson, who's Eugene Peterson, C.S. Lewis. I'm always delving into stuff like that. So I've always got a bunch of books going <sighs> at the same time, you know, like I do. Yeah, yeah. I totally do. And, um, I just want to finish them. <laughs> that's my thing are you I mean can you read a book in like a, are you a hot I, minute I girl do a lot yeah but I do a Money. lot the, the 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 fiction I blow through yeah like I sometimes I'm up with bags under my eyes because I stayed up too late reading the fiction but um I read audiobooks so if I'm in the car and then I'll read I read other books by the ones that I'm reading like that are nonfiction that I'm turning the pages those take me the longest it might take me like three weeks to get through one but yeah I'm constantly reading yeah yeah. I'm still um, over on screw tape letters with C.S. Lewis. Oh, so good. Do you like it or no? No, I'm I'm loving it. I yeah. really am. I was like, I saw you. Post I wanted about to that. throw in the towel in the beginning. Yeah, because it's hard to adjust your mind to how they're doing this. Or I'm like, I don't know what the heck you're saying. <laughs> this is too fancy for me. This is I need C.S. Lewis for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> totally do but then i have um the cheat sheets and oh. the bible study alongside so super cool <laughs> when i have the answers i was like oh that's what that means 
So whatever I need to use so I can understand it, it's totally fine with me. It's such a great book because it helps us understand spiritual warfare in a new way, I think. It does. Yeah. And, you know, we always just talk about the devil. And I was like, wait, he has a lot of little minions, though, people. Right. So, and how he's just, he's pitting us together. And I just, yeah, it's it's a it's a great read. It and is. what you think that he's using, and we're like, he didn't even want that. He wants, like, just y'all's relationships and things mm-hmm. that, you know. Yeah, this guy at our church, he's actually the men's ministry director. He says he goes after your relationship, your finance, your marriage, your children, your health. Then he rotates back around. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, not in that order. He's not orderly, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's like that. And and we need to know, but, you know, he already lost. So there's that. Yes. (laughs) We know he, and and how do we, and we get so caught up in it and we forget that he's already losing. He's going to lose. We are forgetful creatures. We are. We are. That's why we need each other. Because I say something today, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. And you say something, I'm like, oh, yeah. We just need each other, remind each other of the truth and the love and, you know, the supremacy of God. We need it. Man, I love chatting with you, friend. I love chatting with you. Okay, so I'm, you're you're going to head off to Marble Falls now, which is Not so quite. close We're to my... We're going over to the Alamo. Or what is oh, it? you're going to eat at Alamo? Oh, for sure. Oh, we eat your... fish tacos. Okay. For you? Yeah. <laughs> she won't. I will. Or Jen- shrimp BLT. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it all sounds really good. We're oh. so foodies here. Yeah. So we appreciate God's gift of food. Amen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says we need to feast on his goodness. That's right. He says, come we away, need eat, to... and rest. So we need to do it. Come yeah. away. Not always, but there are come away, eat, and rest moments. They're for good. And savor them. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, friend. Well, you have fun traveling Texas. I will. And I'll see you back on Wednesday. We will. And come back through on Wednesday. Okay. Um, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.